And we're off. How y'all doing? It is Thursday, June 23rd, 2022 AD. What is up? 9.01 a.m. U.S. Pacific Daylight Time here in Los Angeles. And we will have a fun Thursday show. Can you believe it's Thursday? It's crazy, man. Um, Myra Flores, the based Mexican Texas Republican woman. Kick a word. <laughs> I'm going to be cover- covering her. You'll, uh, I'll show you a few clips of her and you can decide. Um, this uh, new Republican. And, you know, they're pushing gun control hard over there in Congress, but the Supreme Court, and I do mean Supreme Court, based Supreme Court is fighting back for the people. At least Justice Clarence Thomas is the one true justice of the United States of America. Nice. And by the way, happy birthday, Chief, or he's not Chief Justice, but he should be. Uh... The greatest justice, right? Isn't he? Isn't his birthday, Clarence Thomas? I think I just saw that on, by Jim Jordan. Supreme Court's been busy, um, and maybe some other stuff. January sixth propaganda, if you like. I don't know, and some other news, um, and your calls. You can call in, guys, as well as your super chats. But anyway, guys, let's get right on with the show. One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. Hey, guys! Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. So, how are you guys doing? I am fine. Somebody asked Ian over there on the uh, YouTube channel. I'm watching the live chat on Facebook, DLive, YouTube, even even Twitter, and of course Odyssey. Ian said, how about a Lucy Goosey show today, Hake? Yeah. I could do that. Bad cadence, Hake, says it's the real Mr. Mad. You know, I was checking out my, my bit shoot. Uh, you know, I, I'm on BitChute. Did you know that? I'm on BitChute, I'm on Rumble, not live on those platforms, of course. Although Rumble, they do have a live option. I have, just haven't gotten on there yet. But, um, I'm also not live on Cozy at this point. But the guy's all... He made me question, and I'm like, you know what, I don't know if I'm all a, in, a fan of this. Let's get right on with the show! So I did it all angrily. But you're right, it was maybe bad cadence. I'm working it out. <laughs> I am wearing just, what is that, pelagic? I don't even know what this is. Is it a fishing shirt or something like that? Um, I will be reading your super chats, guys. Hang tight for those. Um, I want to start right off, though. You know what, let me, re- let me read this super chat. It's an interesting super chat, and it's good. Uh, 
um, over here on streamlabs.com slash the Hague report. Based America first over there stated, remember, when seconds count, emergency services aren't coming because they can't afford fuel. Good luck, America. You know, I think I, I think I saw something like that. I thought I saw that they're patrolling, they're patrolling less or something like that because they can't afford the uh, gasoline. Well, and, but you also don't need guns because that's what the cops are for. (laughs) So ridiculous, huh? So shameful. And, uh, you know, they're, they're pretending, oh, the Fed. I was reading this Pocahontas clip about the Fed, or clip, quote, about the Fed. And she's all mad. And I read it towards the end of the Jesse Lee Peterson show, hour two, at the end of hour two. You know what's worse than high inflation and low unemployment? It's high inflation with a recession and millions of people out of work. I hope you consider that before you drive this economy off a cliff, says Democrat Senator Elizabeth Warren, also known as Pocahontas. Not the real one, though, because she's won 10 24th engine, kind of like Hake, urging Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell to proceed with rate hikes, but cautiously. At a committee hearing on Wednesday, Powell conceded that the Fed's aggressive interest rate hikes won't solve the two biggest problems facing Americans, because the Fed can't solve those problems, in my opinion, even though the Fed is an issue themselves, and they may cause problems too, but they're not the only ones causing problems for the economy. It's the demon rats and rhinos, high prices for gas and groceries, and slow uh, wage improvement and all that stuff, right? Due to demon rats and rhinos overreaction to the China virus for two years, three years, I don't know, two years or something like that, and Russia's moves in Ukraine, the overreaction to Russia's moves in Ukraine, the rubles going up, Dollars, dollars and bitcoins and everything else going down. An imaginary catastrophic climate change uh, propaganda. <laughs> Don't say that, <laughs> real Mr. Mad. And this SJWs in government. Black Lives Matter supporting the, I mean, supporting Black Lives Matter's destruction of, uh, of the country. Yeah. Many ways in which the men and the safety and the stability and the um, children are being undermined. So wrong. Cops stink for real. We give them all that support and then they just kick our heads over a vaccine. What in the world? Says Kevin Howe. And I cleaned up what he said, but uh, for the purposes of, you know, it's a children's, children's friendly, family friendly show. For the most part, except during the break song music during this month in which I'm trolling you guys with uh, not morally straight music. Not good. (laughs) Terrible. But yeah, Pocahontas. She doesn't respect businesses or like, she doesn't have a 
what's good in, at heart for the economy and all that mess, you know? She, she would make... I could see her being a likable college teacher, even though she shouldn't be teaching, right? And because she's a liberal and mess like that. But anyway, yeah, it's not good. It's not. Since I'm on this subject, before I get to this Myra Flores lady, Flores lady from, uh, from Mexico who's in our government now, what in the world? And all the rhinos are all celebrating. But before I get to her, let me get to Joe in Phoenix, Arizona. Joe, how are you doing? What's Good up? Good morning, James. Good morning. You know, in this case, Elizabeth Warren does have a point. Um, oh. The Federal Reserve has the vast amount of power over our economy, unchecked power. Okay. Because they're the ones who control the federal funds rate. Federal funds rate. What's that and mean? Overnight, overnight federal funds rate. That's the rate that our 12 federal banks charge each other on short-term loans. Oh, okay. Overnight loans. And that trickles, trickles down to, you know, credit cards and and uh, car loans and mortgages and all that. So as the Fed raises and lowers that rate, it's about a one to three month lag time before we all feel it as consumers. Mm. And the and the Fed admits that sometimes they're just crystal ball gazing and they're guessing. They don't know. So they can be over aggressive or under aggressive and then we all suffer as consumers. Yeah. I I I don't totally understand that, but I accept it. A lot of people across the board are critics of the Fed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there are issues like supply chain issues that has nothing to do with the Fed, right? Or does it? Well, I'm sure. I mean, the economy is always multifaceted, but yeah, I've been, I've been trying to say for years that people need to stop screaming and yelling so much about you know, Congress and the presidency and pay more attention to Jerome Powell and the Fed because they have unbelievable amounts of power over our economy, James. And they're basically yeah. unchecked. Congress has very few, if any, checks and balances on the Fed. They can do whatever the heck they want, whenever they want, basically. Yeah. So Doesn't sound good. Did you ever listen to Ron Paul? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If you want, if you want to know more about know more about it, hey, read a book called "The Creature from, from Jekyll Island." It'll really open your eyes. It's, oh. it's about the origination of the Fed. A lot of people have recommended that book, "The Creature from Jekyll Island," which is yeah. down in uh, Georgia. Georgia, yeah. Georgia, yeah. It's like a little off, off the coast. Little tiny, like it's a sliver island, very close to the to the coast. Um, it's it's really scary stuff once you start looking into it. Really scary stuff. Uh, Matt Living the Dream says the Federal Reserve has been the cause of every depression, recession, and every bull run of the economy is fake and totally controlled. It is totally controlled, yeah. But sometimes it's just, it's just them getting wrong, get, getting things wrong, and they admit that. Uh, yeah. It's, I, I grant that, but this is they we wouldn't be causing them to ha- make tough such tough decisions if we had a more stable type of people rather than overreacting yeah. do you agree with me that the overreaction to the virus the china virus 
I call it, was uh, unnecessary. Do you agree it was an overreaction that messed up the economy? I'm not a doctor, so I can't really speak to that. But um, so a doctor, would you say a doctor should be in control of our policy in terms of whether we shut down and stuff? I think doctors should be consulted. Fair. They can be consulted, but they shouldn't, because doctors will tell you, oh, rest your bones and don't work out when you should work out sometimes. Doctors tend to be sure. like overcautious sometimes. Well, listen, when I had my stroke, doctors said I'd never walk again. So, yeah, they can certainly be wrong. And, and sure enough, true. you're walking again, right? I am. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I, all I had to say, James. Have all right. Day. You too. Take care. So... If we had a, anyway, if we were more moral and stable, I don't know if the Fed could do to us what they're doing to us, because like we're kind of messing ourselves up. I say we, but it's, it's a it's a big mess, and the gas prices, is that the Fed or is that Sleepy Joe Biden stopping the fuel, stopping the pipelines, stopping the fuel because he. Because of many reasons, but over, you know, the pretense about the man-made, catastrophic man-made climate change stuff. And uh, we need to go to electric cars stuff. And also stopping the oil pipelines because we don't want to go on native land or we don't want to be so-called environmentalist. And so he's messing up our own energy independence when we can do it the right way and, cl- and clean way. Just don't be listening to the SJWs, you know? I don't know. But yeah, we need... Uh, I guess you gotta take steps to protect yourself, your health, and everything else, huh? Crazy. Here, let me, let me get to this Myra Flores thing now. It's 9.15 here in Los Angeles. Um... Myra Flores, 36-year-old, married mother of four young children, young children, per the San Antonio Express News. Wife of a, what appears to be a Hispanic U.S. Border Patrol agent. You know, a bunch of those Border Patrol agents, U.S. Border Patrol agents, Hispanics. I guess it's handy because they speak Spanish, but then is it really a good thing? Because then they're, uh, some of them may not like the, what they call wetbacks who just cross the border illegally, but some of them might like them. Do you like them? They may have a conflict of interest. And they're not always the most honorable people and honest. Not always. Some of them have been caught trafficking. Human trafficking, drug trafficking, gun trafficking maybe. Maybe. I know feds have been gun trafficking. Remember that? So anyway, um, but I'm sure her U.S. Border Patrol agent husband is an upstanding guy. But anyway, Hispanic. Here's her Twitter bio, Myra Flores for Congress. And she won and she became a congressman, a female congressman. Mexican-born. She became a citizen at age 14. She came here at age 6. Congressional representative of Texas District 34 or whatever it is. Help me bring prosperity to South Texas. Vote Mayor Flores, Myra Flores for Texas. 
pro-God, pro-life, pro-family, pro-America. And it, she made all the headlines. We won. This pretty lady doesn't belong in Congress. The heck? 19th news. The 19th is a reference to the 19th Amendment. Texas's Mayra Flores, Myra Flores, makes inroads for women in Congress and Latinx Republicans. I would hope that this young lady doesn't say uh, Latinx, but who knows? <laughs> I guess that would be the least of our problems. Houston Chronicle, Texan Myra, Myra Flores, I keep on saying Mayra. Myra Flores sworn in as first Mexican-born woman to serve in Congress. Historic. Historic. Yay. Not. Why do they celebrate all the wrong history? Politico, newly elected Myra Flores on Democrats. They feel entitled to our vote. Oh, wow. Based. So based. <laughs> There's, I call them demon rats. And then they do feel entitled to the vote, but it's, come on. We need a higher standard. Uh, she has God, country, family, God, family, country on her, one of her campaign signs. Oh, yeah, of her campaign signs. After years of victory laps, the GOP has finally actually won a big South Texas race. How big is this race? I don't know. Alexandra, <laughs> Alex, Sandy Cortez, part two. <laughs> says Flat Sabbath. I know. Terrible. That's right. Remember? Oh, gosh. But at least she doesn't have a outright commie uh, look to her. At least to her campaign signage. It looks more uh, patriotic. Let me play you some campaign ads. You mean her historic hake? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's no longer history. It's her story. <laughs> Clip 11. This is a campaign ad from Myra Flores 2022 on Twitter. She says, the far left are destroying the American dream. And you can tell that this is some win-red type of ad. Oh, when I was little, my family legally immigrated to America. They taught me conservative values, faith, family, and hard work. I will not let the far left and socialist <laughs> policies of the Biden administration... Destroy this great country. So enjoy this 30-second ad. Here it is. To many, the border is about politics. But for me, it's about my <laughs> life. I'm Myra Flores. I was born in Burgos, Tamaulipas, Mexico. Now I am living my American dream. Whoa. But liberal policies from Washington are tearing our community apart. As the wife of a Border <laughs> Patrol agent, I pray for his safety now more than ever. I'm Myra Flores, and I approve this message because we must secure our borders and keep our families safe. Uh, four young children, and she wants to be a leader. Uh, but everybody's, this, that sounds like me, says Lady C. Sal. <laughs> yeah, she, she does have that accent, huh? Burbos, Margolita, <laughs> Clip 12 from the, this is from the House GOP. Must watch! Red alert! And, uh, here's Myra Flores on the steps of Congress giving her a little speech. 
in front of all these Republican rhino simps all celebrating. Did they celebrate like this for uh, the, the real queen? <laughs> remember remember the real, who the real queen is? What's her name? Uh, MTG, Marjorie Green. I don't remember them celebrating and touting Marjorie Green, the white Christian lady. Or did they celebrate like this when, uh, when that based guy whom they, whom they uh, primaried because they hate white men, white Christian men, did they celebrate like this when they got that guy in office from, uh, from Iowa? The great Steve King, Congressman Steve King? No, they, they turned against him for being American and white and Christian. But listen, listen to this. Look at this display. Here she is. I think it's on the steps of Congress giving her a little speech. Clip 12. And it says, it's a must-watch from the House Republicans, GOP. Here it is. Thank you so much. Kevin McCarthy. Today, I will give a voice to the voiceless. Oh, good. To say that the people who live and work in South Texas have had enough. We want to be heard, and we are tired of being taken for granted and treated like second-class citizens. I was born in Burgos, Tamaulipas, Mexico. Arriba Burgos. Si, senor. Raised with strong values to always put God and family first. My father, Saul Flores, moved us to the United States because of the promise of America. He told me, in this country, if you work hard, you can accomplish anything. My story proves he is right. But right now, our people are struggling. They're taken for granted. That ends now. I am here. I have risen from working in the cotton fields to representing the community I love. Nice. In the United States Congress and I will give them the voice they need. I will use it to say, our lives are not a game. Our people deserve to have an opportunity, security, and freedom. I will work every day to give it to them. I am a proud Border Patrol wife and a mother fighting for a better future for our children. I want to inspire every child that today is working in the fields, strawberry, onions, Mm. cotton field, and you name it. I want you to know that you can become a congressman, a congresswoman, if you work hard. Thank you so much to my amazing family, of course to God, because this would not have happened without him and me living in prayer every single day. And to my amazing team, I truly do have the most hardworking, dedicated team. Thank you so much. God bless America. (laughs) God bless America. (laughs) I wonder what she was about to say. But anyway. Uh, A voice to the voiceless. Does that mean she's going to give 
Daily Stormer, their uh, website back. Going to fight for the Daily Stormer to have a website in America. Can't get but much more voiceless than uh, totally censored in America. Why didn't her husband run for office, asks JJ Money. Yeah. So her husband works, and she's going to be working. I don't know how much Congress works. But it doesn't seem wise. But hey, they flipped the seat that was 100 years Democrat. You want to hear that same speech over again? (laughs) Clip 13. There is a... This is uh, shared by Benny Johnson, you know, of TPUSA guy. Nice guy. He's all bad A word. Bad app, bad app, boop. Bad app, border patrol wife and Republican Latina. Myra Flores 2022, who flipped deep blue Texas seat, gives her first speech on the floor of Congress. Fire emoji. I have risen from working the cotton fields to representing the community I love in U.S. Congress. And it seems like this is the same speech that she just gave, but you tell me. Here it is. Um, And uh, she gets introduced, and she's addressing nervous Nancy Pelosi. What are all these women doing in the government? It's a disgrace. Here it is. On behalf of the entire Texas delegation, please welcome with me to the United States Congress, the Honorable Myra Flores, her husband John, and their four beautiful children. Myra John, John Flores. Wait a minute. Is that her maiden name or her real lo- Thank or you. her married name? Madam Speaker, I rise today to give a voice to the voiceless. To say that the people who live and work in South Texas have had enough. We want to be heard and we are tired of being treated like second-class citizens. I was born in Burgos, Tamaulipas, Mexico. Si, senor. (laughs) (laughs) And raised with values to always put God and family first. My father, Saul Flores, moved us to the United States because of the promise of America. He told me, in this country, if you work hard, you can accomplish anything. My story proves he is right. But right now, our people are struggling. They are taken for granted. That ends now. And I'm here. It's the same speech, says Lady Cesar. From working in the cotton fields to representing. Oh gosh, shut up. <laughs> so did she say this? She, did she speak this one first? I have risen no? from working in the cotton fields to representing the community I love in the United States Congress, and I will give them a voice. I will use it to say our lives are not a game. Our people deserve to have opportunity, security, and freedom. And I will work every day to give it to them. I am a proud Border Patrol wife and a mother of four young children, fighting for a better future for them and for all our children. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I yield back. So she's married. But her dad's name is Flores, just like her. 
Wait a minute. Is this a crypto feminist? She's just repeating, has no clue. Uh, her, uh, the one on the steps outside, it, it came across better in my opinion. Okay, last one, I promise. Last, last chat from this lady. Latina Republican who flipped deep, deep blue seat in massive victory. Flames, Joe Biden says, uh, the charming Benny Johnson of TPUSA, right? Uh, who did this whole thread smearing Nick Fuentes, by the way. But anyway, everyone, ex- everyone is extremely, she says the P word, P, P-O'd. And I didn't, say, I didn't bleep it, kids, so get ready to cover your ears. At the angry, she said, at the Biden administration. Here's this classy lady who, I don't know if she changed her last name or did the man take the last name? Is her husband John or Juan? And she admitted to having four young kids. But anyway, I mean, I, our queen, Marjorie Green, has f- children too. But anyway, here's a... Uh, Clip 14, uh, here she is on Fox News, or is it faux news, with another li- lady host whom I really like, but uh, whose name is escaping me. Here it is. Maida, uh, President Biden won your district by 13 points in 2020. Uh, your husband is a border agent. We talk about the wide open border all the time. Is this uh, the the main issue for the Hispanic voter? What can you tell us about the Hispanic voter and uh, what you're expecting in terms of votes come November? Well, the main issue is inflation. It's the cost of living. Everyone is extremely pissed off and angry at the Biden administration because of the increase of gasoline, of groceries, of of medication. That is hurting them tremendously, not only here in South Texas, but in the entire country. And of course, the border crisis is something that we see here right behind our backyards. It's not something that we need to be told by the news. It's something that we're seeing here every single day. And me that I came here when I was six years old, I was blessed to come here legally, but I don't want my experience to be a rare experience. I want I more children like myself to be able to come here to the United States legally as well. And the Biden administration's policies are only hurting immigrants, hurting the American people. And because of him, we had an we have an increase of child trafficking in this country. And this is all on the Biden administration. And Vicente Gonzalez was part of the problem as well here in South Texas. Uh, Brandon M. with a super chat over there on Odyssey says, Hake, expert player of broken records, literally and physically. <laughs> I know, huh? Terrible. No mas, says Nicolas. Her accent. Oh my gosh. Everyone is extremely <laughs> off, angry. Dang, I missed... I miss the P words, says uh, Robert Lee. Uh, you rewind it because I'm not playing it again. Somebody said they missed clip 11. What the heck? I played clip 11. You're trying to make me play clip 11 again? That was the, uh, the clip 11 was the campaign ad. 30 seconds long, but I'm still not going to play it again for you. That's enough clips of Myra. I almost said Myra Jackson Lee for some reason. Myra Flores. Daughter, uh, married daughter of 
What's her dad's name? Flores. Something. Fl oh, Raul Flores. Raul. So then she's all she's all being praised by all these Twitter people. She tweeted out a photo of herself getting sworn in, or maybe it was a video. That epic moment when you get sworn in and make history as the first Mexican-born American congresswoman, meaning female congressman, which doesn't fit so much for being putting family first, right? The American dream is worth fighting for, America. American flag. Make America godly again. I don't know. Seems a little phony to me. She tweeted a family pic of her. Oh, yeah, let's look at this family pic. Let's see how... Let's see if I can find it. Man. Did I find... Did I put it in there? Okay, here it is. Myra Flores, God, family, country, Spanish. <laughs> this is what she tweeted out yesterday, early morning. Our family made so many compromises. You can say that again, woman. And sacrifices along the way. Sacrificing your children. But we wouldn't have done it without standing strong on our beliefs and values. What? You compromised your values. Well, I don't know. This victory is for the Lord, my family, our families, and for future generations to come. And by the way, did you hear her saying, telling all the field workers that they can become congressmen and congresswomen if they work hard, she said on the steps of Congress? And then she says, God, family, country, and then kisses up to the Hispanics. Dios, familia, patria. Patria means country, I guess. I didn't know that. Or patriotism? I don't know. Whatever. But look at her. Let's see the four uh, young children. Okay, so one of them doesn't look too young. He looks like he has some uh, hair on his chin. So he could be uh, 12. <laughs> Uh, I'm joking around because some of those Spanish people, when I was in a freshman in high school or in junior high, we would joke about them being already having facial hair at a young age. <laughs> uh, the guy on the far right, who's probably not very far right, but anyway. And then she has a boy who looks, you know, like a teenager, and then two little girls, tiny little girls. Cute picture, cute family, but she needs to be home, in my opinion. Okay, anyway, uh, that was her family pick. A voice to the voiceless says that touts this Fox News meme ad. Tweet, voice to the voiceless. Let's see, from Fox. We want to be heard, she says. And that stuck in my craw, because who's more voiceless than the whites who say the N-word? You know? As a Latina, we don't want her, says Coffee Darlings with a Z. Okay, good. All these uh, rhinos and establishment people were tweeting out praising her. This Asian female, anti-white male, I think, Cong female congressman, Representative Young Kim, tweeted out, Welcome, Myra, proud immigrants and Americans living our dream. Because she's an immigrant, I guess, too. Young Kim. I've covered her before. 
she pretends that the GOP stands for a great opportunity party, grand opportunity party. But she's also talking about, oh, not so much white men running the show. I'm so thrilled to serve with you and fight to keep the American dream alive. And it's her and Kevin McCarthy I'm looking at and uh, Myra Flores, lady. Tweet from a black female congressman, Jen Ruth Green. Congratulations, Myra Flores. Let's see. Jen Ruth Green, a black woman who's also trying to run for the House out of Indiana, something like that. Former U.S. Air Force or something like that. Commander, combat veteran woman, black female. Oh, yeah, so exciting. Women taking, POC women taking over the Republican Party. They're going to be able to stand up. She's a voice for the white, straight Christian men? No, she's not. <laughs> uh, um, thank you for being an example for so many, says Jennifer hyphen Ruth Green. It was so great to see how you gave glory to God for his leading to get you here. You think God led you there? I don't know. And how you honored your parents, says Jennifer Ruth Green. Some guy, white guy maybe, Michael Berry Show, says Mexican-born, immigrant, married to a Border Patrol officer, public servant, (laughs) elected as a Republican in a Dem district. America's promise is alive and well. Myra Flores 2022 proves it. No. No. It's not true. Canada is pretty much a Sikh Sikh country. S-I-K-H. Sikh. JJ Money says her husband is going to come home after a long day patrolling the border to no dinner and an extra B-wordy wife. Ugh. Anyway, quick side note in the coverage on her, of course, the media's sick. I mean, the CNN was bragging, oh, yeah, it was historic. The first Mexican born woman, or something like that, born in Mexico and then naturalized at age 14, came here at age six legally, according to her. And, and she said, by the way, I want more. But anyway, for the failing New York slimes, February 28th, 2022, article by Jennifer Medina, how immigration politics drives some his- Hispanic voters to the GOP in Texas, Texas. And I saw this from this woman's Wikipedia. Brownsville, Texas, Myra Flores, the daughter of Mexican immigrants, has done much of her campaigning. This is from back in February. In South Texas, much of her campaigning in Spanish. We speak English. Are we going to celebrate? No, they're not going to celebrate. They're going to oust him. They ousted him as a white supremacist. You know, that guy who wanted English only in Iowa? Iowa Republican Congressman Steve King, who spoke at AFPAC and was at AFPAC, he spoke at AFPAC 2, America First Political Action Conference. And I, saw, I met him at AFPAC 3. I t- interviewed him on the show. They called him, you know, the fa- this same failing New York slimes called him a white supremacist. Whatever that means. Anyway, this Myra woman has, who's 
was campaigning in, in Spanish in South Texas has heard one phrase repeatedly from voters as she and other candidates try to become the first Republicans to represent the Rio, Rio Grande Valley in Congress. The, that phrase, y nosotros? And what about us? Roughly translated, right? I hear that every day that they're tired. They feel that there's so much attention and help being given to the immigrants, Ms. Flores said. The attention's on all these illegal immigrants and not on them, Ms. Flores said back, I guess, in February, whenever they interviewed her. And this is funny. This is interesting, this line from the failing New York Slimes article written by one Jennifer Medina. Grievance politics, it turns out, translates. Translates into Spanish. Meaning, they're accusing the Republicans and Trump of grievance politics. That's all the Democrats have is grievance politics. And the rhinos are trying to embrace that too. Donald J. Trump's brand of populism has been widely viewed viewed as an appeal to white voters. Republicans around the country, this is the New York Times article, uh, Republicans around, I don't have any screenshots of it or anything. Republicans around the country continue to exploit the fear that the left (coughs) is attacking religious values and wants to replace, replace, replace traditional white American culture with non-white multiculturalism. Duh! It's not fear, it's obvious. Stupid. But you don't want to be afraid. Who is Steve King? Answer, I don't know. Congressman Steve King, former congressman out of Iowa. But similar grievances have resonated in the Rio Grande Valley in a profound way, driving the Republican Party's successes in a Democrat stronghold where Hispanics make up more than 90% of the population. Oh, my gosh. The difference is the type of culture believed to be under assault. Democrats are destroying a Latino culture built around God, family, and patriotism. Dozens of Hispanic voters and candidates in South Texas said in interviews with the failing New York Slimes. The Trump-era anti-immigrant rhetoric of being tough on the border and building the wall has not repelled these voters from the Republican Party, nor has it struck them as anti-Hispanic bigotry. Instead, it has drawn them in. Our parents came in a certain way. They came in and worked. They became citizens and didn't ask for anything, says Ramiro Gonzalez, Jr., 48-year-old rancher from Raymondville on the northern edge of the Rio Grande Valley. RGV. (laughs) We were raised hardcore Democrats, but today Democrats want to give everything away. Yeah, Hake's throat's getting dry. I need some water. But it's, to me, that was just a rich line saying, oh, grievance politics. That's all you ever do is grievance, pretend grievance politics. Black Lives Matter, anybody? Or, uh, yeah, I know. Me Too movement, anybody? Mexican candy stinks. Take it back. I like the Mexican candy that comes with mercury in it. It's the best candy. I'm half kidding, kids. Don't eat mercury candy. Mercury is poison. I was playing around. Maybe I shouldn't joke like that. 
I need to be more responsible. Turn on the AC, please. We need some AC in here. Oh my gosh, it's 9.44. Oh yeah, because I started, I uh, started off with the call and we're talking about the Fed. Big Bump says, there's only one queen and her name is MTG. <laughs> and he's kidding around, he's kidding around, laughing. I don't like Marjorie Green being in office either. But I do appreciate that she's fighting, at least the principles that she's somewhat fighting for is nice. Right? Indeed. Okay. Uh, All right. Um, A super chat, another super chat here from uh, Korlik. What's up, Korlik? Nice to see you, man. Hispanics make up 90% of that population, Rio Grande Valley area, South Texas. They are already conservative back in Mexico, so we might as well try to get their vote. I see it as a win, ultimately. Yeah, try to get their vote, but how about some love for the whites? Y'all not have a thermostat there? We do, but it gets, uh, this is an enclosed space, and out there, it is, uh, not so stuffy. Not so full of hot air. Okay, so anyway, um, yeah, but that woman, that woman, we don't want, we don't want women in office. We don't want Mexican-born women in office. We need more white men, but these, like, solid ones. I'm not talking Dan Crenshaw or who's that guy who's accused of being CIA, Joe Kent, (laughs) uh, because they at least look right, that's nice, but then they, they fold. They're weak. Green's doing a lot more than men, than a lot of men, Hake, says Lisa. I know. Stick to your health expertise, Lisa. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Um, I like, uh, who's over there that I like? Gomert, Louis Gomert. I could be mistaken in liking him. Because he's been in office a long time. So. (sighs) No, I think it's a real eye patch. Dan Crenshaw. (laughs) Anyway. um, Who else is decent over there? Uh, That guy from Arizona who has like this nervous shake about him. Uh, he's, He's like America first. I like, I appreciate that about him. And he's the one who called it a, um, man, Arizona Congressman America first. What in the world? Paul Gosar. Paul Gosar. He called it an execution when uh, the other queen, our other queen, got killed. In the Capitol building. You know which queen I'm talking about? Rest in peace, Ashley Babbitt. Check out Hori. Oh, Ori. <laughs> I call it Hori. H-O-R-R-Y. Pronounced O-R-E. Ori County, South Carolina. Telling LGBTQ perverts, heck no! He said hell, but I cleaned it up for the kids. 
Uh, heck no to nastiness. No acknowledgement, and they are choking on their tofu. Because <laughs> tofu is made out of soy, right? Yeah. Well, I appreciate the tip, John WX25. Uh, um, a receder bear, this is a good word for it. There's a lot of astroturfed media on the internet about that Flores chick. She married some Filipino actor that nobody has ever heard of, but they show up a lot in Google image search. Fake and not morally straight. Well, I put my own words to it, but yeah, he called it fake and gay. You think Matt Gates is another bum? I don't know. I, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to be too quick to bash these guys too badly, only when they deserve a little bashing, but I still give them a chance to do right, right? (laughs) Makes me want to spit, though, you know? (sighs) Okay, before I get to calls, let me cover this real uh, attack on the Second Amendment, okay? Gun control. What's got a a Congress talking? There's that sleaze from Connecticut. I've covered him before. I'm blanking on his name. It's not important, but they seem to show him every time. He wrote some book pushing, you know, gun violence epidemic, whatever like that. He's purportedly white. Not a... I don't know if he's a Christian. Was, like, the youngest senator to be elected, but he's in his, like, 50s now, I think. Uh... (laughs) Um, bipartisan gun safety this is from I think the far left females at the skim on Tuesday senators from both parties released details this is a couple days ago on their proposed bipartisan bill on gun safety after nine days of talks compromise expands background checks I don't trust those and offers federal cash to states for red flag laws I don't trust those definitely don't trust those yeah, Murphy, Chris Murphy, thank you. Thank you, guys. Wow, you guys are on it. Thank you, Esoteric and whoever else. He's a s- senator, right, from Connecticut? Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, he's a weird-looking guy sometimes. But aren't we all, some of us? Th- uh, red flag laws, taking guns away from those deemed especially risky. Oh, look at that guy. I know, look at that face. Oh, my gosh. You don't want that. And he's standing in front of a moms. What is all this kiss up to moms? Moms demand action. Be quiet, moms. Go home. Don't worry your pretty little heads. Mothers, I should say. You don't deserve to be called mom. <laughs> Look at that face. See, I bashed the males too. Deemed especially risky without any due process. That's what red flag laws are. And some of you guys have pointed out that Trump has supported that. So, too, did Dan Crenshaw. But there's not a lot of danger of Dan, having Dan Crenshaw major supporters in my chat, I guess. Uh, it closes a loophole that allows boyfriends and partners, partners convicted of so-called domestic abuse to still purchase guns. Shameful. People are convicted of, I think that, I suspect that people 
are, quote-unquote, convicted of so-called domestic abuse left and right when, uh, you know, we don't have sane courts right now, it seems. A conviction does not mean you're actually guilty nowadays, you know? It's just, it's just the truth. Um, 14 Republicans on, a, I guess, Tuesday night joined all 50 Democrats in a procedural vote to advance the bill, expected to reach the floor vote before the Senate's July 4th recess and would be the first major gun reform le- legislation in decades if it passed. They use the terms like gun safety, gun reform. For a while, they were using gun control, but every know that, everybody knows that that means violating the Second Amendment. Gun safety does too, okay? Just so you're aware. But, okay, if I can cover this quickly. On... As good news, based Clarence Thomas, happy birthday, Clarence Thomas, says Representative Jim Jordan, who may himself be a rhino, and I don't know. Um, I heard his, wait, let's see, Clarence Thomas, age. What the heck? 74 years old, born June 23rd, indeed, 1948. 74, right on, Justice Clarence Thomas. There he is with his white wife, based Ginny Thomas. I appreciate Ginny Thomas as well. She's interviewed JLP many times, by the way. She hosts a show over there. I think they're based in maybe the D.C. area. He's not from that area, but, you know, he's been a, a Supreme Court justice for some time. Technofog says, notable Supreme Court decision on gun rights just dropped. Justice Thomas, uh, quote from Justice Thomas, the Second and Fourteenth Amendments protect an individual's right to carry a handgun for self-defense outside the home. Isn't that nice? Justice Thomas, is Greg Price, uh, says, quote, The uh, exercise of other constitutional rights does not require individuals to demonstrate to government officers some special need. The 2A right to carry arms, Second Amendment right to carry arms in public for self-defense is no different. Right on, Justice Clarence Thomas. And you know, the conservatives always say, and they are right, shall not be infringed. That's the, the, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But the liberals say, a well-regulated militia being necessary to secure the... Excuse me. Oh, man. (coughs) I'm trying to... I'm working my voice with their uh, sarcastic voice sound. Oh, no. Oh, terrible. Okay, sorry, I was looking at cackling Kamala Harris shooting a basket. Um... Well-regulated. Liberals think that well-regulated in terms of the militia means, oh, we can infringe on the rights. Shall not be infringed. When you add well-regulated to it, uh, it means shall be infringed. They turn it around to mean the opposite of what it actually says. (laughs) So ridiculous. And, And, like, I see it all the time. So, like, some, some guy, Steve, who's like a... Predictable, a Ukraine supporter. Cringe. 
It says, Esquire329, I stand with Ukraine. It says, well-regulated. Why do people always forget that part? And I said, well-regulated wasn't granting permission for, fe- for government regulation. It wasn't talking about government regulations. I doubt that, you know? It doesn't change the amendment to mean shall be infringed. So anyway, a bunch of other people replied to that guy too. A thread from Marina Medvin on what uh, Justice Thomas said. New York's, because this had to do with New York, I guess. New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus uh, Kevin P. Bruin in his official capacity as superintendent of New York State Police. Justice Thomas delivered the opinion of the court. New York's proper cause requirement, meaning, oh, you have to have proper cause to carry a gun. Is it the toothache? No, I'm not choking on the tooth. By the way, no new, uh, no new pain medication. I haven't taken any more ibuprofen. Proud of me? Uh, well-regulated means knows how to hit a target, says uh, Ryan H.U. Yeah. Uh, meaning uh, self-policing of the people. The people can be self-policing like whites tend to be. You'll notice that whites, Tea Party, Groypers, uh, even, the, even the, those Patriot Front guys, which I don't know much about them, uh, Proud Boys, self-policing. They were self-policing, well-disciplined. And some of those people may not, you know, may do things that may be a little ill-advised or you may disagree with, but regulated. Take, take the ibuprofen. It's good for you. I know I heard that it takes down inflammation. I, I don't know. But thank you, man. It doesn't hurt. So they said as needed for pain, so I'm not doing it because it's not needed right now. New York's proper cause requirement violates the 14th Amendment by preventing law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms in public for self-defense. Wasn't that nice? Isn't that nice? In Heller Heller and McDonald, we held the Second and Fourteenth Amendments protect an individual right to keep and bear arms for self-defense. In doing so, we held unconstitutional two laws that prohibited the possession and use of handguns in the home. In the years since, the Court of Appeals has coalesced around a two-step framework for analyzing Second Amendment challenges that combines history with means and scrutiny. Meaning the... Oh, anyway. Today, we decline to adopt that two-part approach. We hold that... When the Second Amendment's plain text covers an individual's conduct, the Constitution presumptively protects the conduct. To justify its regulation, the, just, the government must, may not simply posit that the regulation promotes an important interest. Rather, the government must demonstrate that the regulation is consistent with this nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. Only if firearm regulation is consistent with this nation's historical tradition may a court conclude that the individual's conduct falls outside of the Second Amendment's unqualified command. When the Second Amendment plain text covers an individual's conduct, the Constitution presumptively protects that conduct. We'll see. What a mess. We are at the top of the hour, guys. Jared in Missouri, hang tight, man. 
you may want to cover your ears. You may want to leave the room, kids. This is a song I disavow, but I do find it somewhat funny. But it is vulgar. Um... It's from the hidden cameras. Cover your ears, leave the room, or, and don't pay attention to the lyrics. And uh, don't blame me. All right, see you soon. Pal says, I like this evil music. Well, thank you, man. Reminds me of Tony, Toby Mac, <laughs> says Tyler. Terrible, terrible. No, no, I totally disavow. 
is just, you know, it is trolling you guys on uh, False Pride and False Identity Month. I legit have it on mute. Mute. Can't do it today, Hake, says Raul Drake. It's the kind of music playing in the background of a murder scene, says Lady Seasal. Yeah. Oh, I do blame you for this devilish mess, Hake, says Nugget Man. I know, I know. Hake wrote these lyrics. No, I did not. I don't... I couldn't even think that up. Hake talked like he was going to play something from NWA. <laughs> NWA is not much better. This is what plays all day at the Vatican. I know, don't repeat the lyrics. I told you not to listen to the lyrics. Have a cigar. <laughs> anyway, uh, do I owe you guys an apology for that? It sounds like a, a song played at a drag queen at book club. Probably so, Brandon M. Honestly, no. Uh, by the way, Brandon M. said, Mexicans are born with mustaches. Yeah. GOP says, we don't need white people anymore, said Thomas Dank. Yeah, true. Very true. Receder Bear says, it's hard to have a re- well-regulated militia when they won't, when, when they won't let you associate, it, associate with like-minded people. In fact, the U.S. AG... Attorney General, the evil guy, unchristian guy, evil guy. Merrick Garland said, uh, labeled white Christian traditionalists as a domestic terror threat. Indeed. So bad. Not good. Yeah, they're calling Christians and whites and everybody, uh, <laughs> They're calling them extremists. And meanwhile, they prop up the radical homosexuals and the uh, radical blacks. And they'll, they'll let a, a woman slip through if she's Hispanic, Mexican-born. She mentions God, but she kept her maiden name <laughs> Merrick Garland, dirty guy. Smoker voice, too, I think. Is it a smoker voice on Merrick Garland? I'm glad he didn't make it to the Supreme Court. Hopefully we can get rid of Sleepy Joe Biden from office. Duly elected, though. A free and fair election. Totally, right? Shameful. Anyway, let me get to... A call. Jared in Missouri is on the line. Jared, thank you for holding. How are you doing? How are you doing, James? Fine, thank you. Hey, man, the other day I, was, I uh, called you and I mentioned that scripture. I looked everywhere, dude. I could not find that scripture either. Oh, so okay. Maybe I, maybe I heard it from like one of like the other texts that I listened to. I don't know. Okay, but, uh, just cool. just wanted to clear that up. I appreciate it. That's yeah. cool. What was the what was the phrase that you mentioned? Can you re- that the the wicked shall be destroyed by the turning away of the righteous? I don't know if I've got the wording mixed up because I don't read the Bible. I listen to I listen to scripture. Oh, okay. On audio. Oh, yeah, okay. So I don't read. Yeah, but, but you uh, weren't able to fa- find that exact <laughs> line in the Bible, just as yeah. I was not. Okay, and you had mentioned yeah, well, that on Nick's stream too. Catch Nick's yeah, stream, guys. I I 
but I don't, I'm not like, I don't go Proverbs 12, three. Yeah, I don't do that crap. I just put quotes. Like, yeah. hey, this is what's in my head. Yeah, I believe it's the word of God because I listen to the word. You know what I mean? I just okay. don't do that quoting stuff. And, no, that's fine. I yeah. don't hold that against you. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, I did want to, uh, ask you, like, do you, do you believe, like, if God, like it says, thus saith the Lord in the scripture, right? When <laughs> the Lord makes, makes a prophecy. Right. He says, I'm going to do this in the future. Um, do you believe it? Like, you personally? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, I, I, I believe that that's, that that's what God told the prophets to say. Yep. Cool. That's good, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have a reason not to believe it. It's, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, there's, I don't know what those things said that are necessarily that pertinent to me, except that I can take what the warnings that he gave them and apply them a little bit as warnings to me, too. Because I can relate to how, how up and down the Israelites were. They would pretend like, oh, they'd be like in need and be like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, we want to follow you. And then they would get comfortable and be like, forget God. So I can relate to the warnings God gave them against that stuff. But other well, than that, I don't know like what specifically God may have said that said, thus saith the Lord. Well, I was just using that as an example. Okay. I don't yeah, I okay. don't say that stuff. I just know that when it says God, you know, the Lord is speaking, I listen. You know what I mean? And if I'm listening to the scripture and it's obviously and clearly the Lord Oh, okay. Talking, uh, giving the prophet something to say. I listen to it. Uh, but the reason I ask that is because the, in the New Testament, it makes it clear, like Paul makes it really clear that all of the Old Testament prophets were speaking to us, to whom the end of the ages were coming, like the end of time when God, you know, because there is an end to the book. God doesn't just have this ever going book. He closes the old book and he opens the new book, the you, book of life. What books? The book of life? Yeah, which is in Christ's hand, the book of life, eternity, right? And whoever's not found in it is just not found in it. You're just gone. You're in outer darkness forever. Oh, yeah. But there's a book huh? going on. There's a book going on, you know, all of history is is a book in God's hand. Okay, so you're you're calling you're using what's going on now as a metaphor and what's been going yeah. on for the past thousands of years as a metaphor for a book. Exactly. And this and book may close, meaning humanity will end. Man's reign. Fallen man, like. Okay. The devil in man. Uh God's gonna get rid of darkness, like uh, it's, it's so deep, it's hard to put into words simply to where it's not just overwhelming. But, you know, like in the beginning, God said, let is there be light. Is it deep or is it, that, is it that we don't exactly know? Well, if you have God's Spirit and you ask God to tell you and reveal to you His plan, the way, what He's been doing, He according to his own will, will give you whatever he chooses to give you. So he might not give you it all. He probably doesn't give anybody, any man, so that they don't boast and get puffed up. But he does reveal his plan to his people if they ask humbly. I mean, he says that himself. Why do they need he, to know? 
what do you mean? Why do you know? Why do? Because it's happening around us. I'd rather know. But why? Well, what do you mean? Why? I don't <laughs> understand your question. Like, why do you need like, to know uh, what the future holds? Well, if you have to drive somewhere, right? And you, you you're going to obviously pay attention to the road signs, the the traffic lights, you know. But you have to learn about what all that means before you can just jump on the road and do it. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't just jump in a car, start navigating the road systems if you've never set yourself a, a purpose in your heart to learn how to navigate the road. You're the one who told me such and such was going to happen. What's your such and such that you think is going to happen? Well, uh... <laughs> Basically, I believe a civil war is about to ensue that's all been orchestrated by wicked people. And do you believe that uh, God revealed this to you, that the civil war is about to happen? Yeah, it's in the Psalms. God's laughing at him right now. And when, when you say about to happen, do you know, like, is it weeks or is it years? Oh, or is it decades? no, I don't, I don't deal in times. Like, I don't deal with all that. I just you said about time. to happen. It sounds like it's imminent. Is it yeah, weeks it is or a, years or decades? Do you... Know I don't that? know. It could it could be a month. It so, could be a week. It could be a year. It could be two, five years. I don't know. I just know I see the signs. Not decades. And uh, it might be. I don't know. God can. God. <laughs> that's the cool thing about God is nobody can determine when God says something will be fulfilled. That you know God can't lie. So when He made. But a you're prophecy, saying that you're saying that God said that there's going to be a civil war in America. No, I never said that. Okay. I never said that. But you I said that God revealed that. to you that there's going to be a civil war. God reveals to me secret wisdom that I ask him for humbly. Just say, God, reveal to me the reality we live in. Take me out of this matrix that seemingly everybody else is living in. You know, except for those who really know the Spirit of Christ, really know Christ. Sorry, but everybody who doesn't know Christ lives in a matrix. They live in a false reality and they just believe the stream or the, the wavelength of this world, which is Satan's wavelength. But you're making they're, Lady Seesaw fall asleep. What? <laughs> Lady Seesaw says she's falling asleep. I couldn't care less about Lady Seesaw. Wow. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you, man. Things Shots are getting fired. real. And uh, the signs they're are They're not all real there. already? Yeah. They're real. I don't get why you keep asking me pointed questions. I'm just trying to tell you, you know, Well, what's because on my you're mind, talking you know? very vaguely. I'm not talking vaguely at all, man. <laughs> I'm making points that, like, if, if you want to be ignorant, James, that's on you. I'm calling because I love you, bro, and I'm trying to tell you that there are important things that you could, instead of, like, resisting because it's coming from my mouth, you can look into yourself, ask God yourself, and then God, because he's faithful and true, will reveal to you whatever you personally need to know for your purpose that God has created for you. Oh. Uh, you see? You sound but crazy. I sound me. what? Crazy. Well, I don't care what you think, man. I'm not crazy. Okay. <laughs> All right, you man. know, it's, it's, it's crazy because 10 years ago when I was pointing out the jab 
I was pointing out mRNA, transhumanism. I was pointing all this stuff out that they would want to make gay marriage legal. I was pointing out that uh, it you weren't the only one to, pointing that stuff out. Oh yeah, but guess what? My brothers and sisters who were pointing that out, guess what they called them, James? Crazy. <laughs> so you can call me crazy. I couldn't care less. It's happening, and uh, the truth is stranger than fiction. And for those with eyes to see the real, the true reality, that they really don't care what people call them. But if you want to stay in this political mumbo-jumbo, you want to just dance back and forth with the puppets, then go ahead, man. That's all you're going to be doing. Okay. These people are all puppets. In the mainstream, they're all puppets. That's yeah, I got you. Never... I got you. Yeah. I appreciate it, Jared, in Missouri. Um, thank you, man. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what just, I don't know hey, what your just, point the point of your call was, but well, the, you never let me get to my point because you asked me these well, because... like expensive questions instead of just letting me say what I'm trying to say. Okay, well, I'm tired now, so you'll have to call me with your and get right to <laughs> your point next time. You can call me tomorrow or whatever, Jared. Thank you, man. All right, all right, man. Hey, last thing, you won't get defensive next time I call and try and get to my point. Well, you're trying to you're trying to. You're trying to say that I'm defensive? Well, yeah, you, you won't let me get to my point. You ask me a series of questions over and over again that are, like, pointed and they're, like, they're deflective instead of just, you know, listening. Well, because know? I'm hearing what I'm hearing stuff that you say and it makes me question it. But we'll talk again, well, that's man. that's a good we'll, thing. Iron sharpens iron, bro. Right. So don't call me defensive just for asking you questions that I don't, when you say stuff that I don't get. But thank you, man. We'll talk again. Yep. Appreciate you, Jared. All right. All right, buddy. Take care. Um, Let me read a few super chats over there on streamlabs.com slash the hate report. Evgeny Crosby says, this music is so bad. This music is so bad. Nickelback laughs at it. Ouch. Ouch. Asmodora states with a super chat on Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com slash at the Hake Report. This caller, referring to the caller with whom I just hung up, this caller is on a narcissistic ego trip that borders on mental illness. That sounds, that sounds right. It's, uh, people like to get on an ego trip and and start preaching something. But they kind of talk out of both sides of their mouths. But I appreciate it, man. You can call again. Um, Asador says about the well-regulated militia line of of the Constitution, you know, the first, the Second Amendment, means every able-bodied male, or the militia, is every able-bodied male ages 60, 16 to 60. That's true. Yeah, that is laid out in the, um, in the U.S. Code, I believe. Every able-bodied male ages 16 to 60. So all those people claiming, oh, Kyle Rittenhouse, 17 years old, he wasn't supposed to have a gun. Excuse me. JLP got a gun at 15. Fifteen. And, uh... He is part of the well-regulated militia, and he was well-regulated. John Wick, Jack Bauer, 
What else did I call him? Rittenhouse, Kyle, Jack Bauer, John Wick, John Wayne. Rittenhouse? Solid guy. Or at least he was in in, uh, only shooting his attackers. And the black guy, he spared. He shot up in the air and the black guy who tried to jump kick him. Uh, he missed him. So, nice. Canadian David, if you're defensive, you're a woman. (laughs) Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Howe, I got a 22 bolt action rifle when I was like 12. Nice. Yeah, I remember playing uh, with my uh, grandpa's World War II gun. Was it a World War II gun, or was it a, uh, uh, what was JLP doing with a gun at 15? He went outside and shot a squirrel. Um, or would it have been the Korean War? I don't know. He went to Okinawa. Don't ask me. <laughs> uh... Yeah, some people get their get their guns at eight. I mean, you just you train them right. You train them right. Discipline them. Okay, nice. So anyway, uh, shout out to Clarence Thomas. You know what else? What else is going on this with the Supreme Court? The so-called Supreme Court, I call it. It's not a republic. It's not a. It's a Republican-appointed majority. It's not a conservative majority. You might even call it a Rhino-appointed majority, because even honestly, Justice Clarence Thomas, although he's a solid guy, he was appointed by a guy who turned out to be a Rhino, and maybe you guys knew it all along. You know, you might have known that all along. The far-left female run out. Let the skim reported. Uh, yesterday, the Supremes, give me a break, how embarrassing, calling them the Supremes, or SCOTUS, SCOTUS, short for Supreme Court of the United States, ruled Tuesday that state tuition assistance programs funded by taxpayer money may, must also include religious schools. Isn't that nice? I guess. Although religious schools are not always much better The ruling was sparked by a case in Maine. Taxpayer money was given to families in rural areas without public high schools. The money was used to pay tuition at public or private schools in other nearby areas, but not religious schools. Representing a 6-3 majority that voted to strike down this program, Chief Justice John Roberts, the rhino, he wrote, but he may have been right about this one, that it excluded eligible schools on the basis of their religious exercise. Obama Justice Sonia Sotomayor, who was bragging about representing Hispanics, excuse me, when you're a judge, you're not supposed to represent anybody. You're supposed to represent what the Constitution actually says. Idiot. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Blind lady, says Nick. Thank you, man. That's, that's what I was looking for. Oh, yeah, blind lady justice. Yeah, you're not supposed to be like... Oh, I bring my experience as a Latina. Sonia Sotomayor. 
wrote in her dissent that the Supreme Court continues to dismantle the wall of separation between church and state, which is not even a constitutional thing. Stupid. Half of school districts don't have public high schools in Maine. Wow. So a state program pays tuition uh, for students without public schools to attend private schools. But not religious private schools. It's ridiculous, huh? Shouldn't exclude those religious schools from its tuition program. Nixing rules in 37 state constitutions that ban taxpayer money being used in religious schools, according to NPR. I don't know if that's effectively doing that. But that's what the morning brew says, the far-left morning brew. By the way, the Supreme Court also ruled on Tuesday that certain so-called gun crimes, which I say no such thing, but they mean crimes committed with a gun, can't be defined as a crime of violence. That's nice. It sounds nice anyway to me, maybe. The decision could reduce the defendant's sentence by 10 years. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Depends on the situation. As well as other federal so-called gun cases. I wonder what the backstory is is for this one. Justin Taylor in the in early 2000 in the early 2000s was a marijuana dealer in Richmond, Virginia. He sold large quantities of marijuana to other dealers who distributed it. In 03, he and he and another man planned to steal money from a buyer. Wow. During the robbery, the accomplice fatally shot the man. <gasps> Whoa, he was charged with attempted Oh, well, he should have been That's Wait. That's a that's a murder robbery. What the heck? And he's an accomplice. Taylor was charged with attempted Hobbs Act robbery, a federal crime punishable by up to 20 years in prison. Also charged under federal statute outlines mandatory minimum sentences. Firearm with firearm in connection with a crime of violence. Pleaded guilty to both, was given a 30-year sentence, 10 years longer than he could have received for just the robbery charge. They ruled that it didn't act qualify as a act crime of violence, so he was not eligible for that longer sentence. Huh? I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. So maybe I'm not a fan of that one. But there are stuff there are cases where you know you're you're trespassing trespassing on the Capitol. Although I don't know if anybody who trespassed on the Capitol was armed. Was anybody who trespassed on the Capitol armed? Speaking of that, January 6th propaganda. They were trying to say that, I mean, they're going after Trump like crazy, you know? It's ridiculous. They were saying, oh, Trump pressured the DOJ to basically try to enforce election integrity. The fake January 6th committee today is, uh, is investigating the imaginary insurrection. Is there, an, is there such a thing as an... I've heard there's such a thing as an armed insurrection. Is there any th- such thing as a, an unarmed insurrection? Because <laughs> the people who went in there were unarmed, pretty much. 
Maybe some of them had pepper spray. Okay, you got me. Some of them had, uh, what are those things? Zip ties to, uh, handcuff the people? Okay, that's not armed, though. Um... Our greatest president, Donald J. Trump's efforts to use the Justice Department to bolster his attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election shenanigans. The three top officials who led the Justice Department, so-called Justice Department, in the final days of the Trump administration will testify today, or maybe they already have, about how our, our greatest president and his allies sought to enlist the department to give their baseless fraud allegations credibility. This is how the Obama administration, the Biden administration, they use the Justice Department for their ends, so-called Justice Departments, under that sleazy, golem-voiced, just troll, ugly-voiced Merrick Garland. Trump was talking bad about his uh, attorney general. And he was probably right, honestly. Probably right. You know, that guy who, who... He acts like he's a Christian. You know, the Trump's... Uh, his attorney general, the fat guy. Blech. I'm, blam- I'm blanking on his name, but it's not important. But he did call him a, I think he called him a coward. <sighs> the officials will make the case Trump considered replacing the acting attorney general with an official who brought, who bought into his claims of fraud. And they've also, the Justice Department, by the way, subpoenaed the Georgia Republican Party chairman for information related to Trump's campaign, the Trump campaign's fake elector scheme. Man, it's just like the, the country is so corrupt now. Doesn't it seem like the country is so corrupt? Like they'll just go after you and go after you and go after you if you are a political enemy, a spiritual enemy, really. It's not like they hate Trump because he was for red flag laws or anything that, uh, anything... He was, they were not against Trump for waving the LGBT flag or trying to decriminalize LGBT around the world or for saying that uh, they're, they're not going after Trump for saying that who's, that. who's that guy, Bruce Jenner? I'm dead naming him because I respect him too much to call him Caitlyn. It's ridiculous, um, even though that's supposedly his legal name. They didn't say, oh, he said that Bruce Jenner can use the women's bathroom in Trump Tower. No, they're not mad at him for that. They're mad at him for saying true things. And they're going after all, the, uh, all of his supporters, too, and anybody who's ever been any, anything close to him. It's funny. Every, anything that is approaching the... Tr- oh, yeah, Bill Barr. Thank you, Butch. Shout out to the Facebook crew. Anything that is approaching truth is called controversial. So ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not going to read that big bump. <laughs> That's funny, though. R- I mean, right on, honestly. Right on. 
so shameful though. Hey, you don't respect anybody. <laughs> I don't know. I respect people. I think I respect people. I even respect Keith Olbermann. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. I even respect those uh, Uvalde cops. Because I will not say, oh, they're a bunch of cowards. Ne- not necessarily. Without knowing, for sure. Or without being, you know, pretty sure. Some people have said, and, and they may be right, Uvalde, which I say it's a local issue. Uvalde, you know the school shooting over in Texas? That's South Texas too, by the way. Heavy Hispanic presence too, by the way. Uvalde's school district police chief. I don't know how a school has a police chief or a school district uh, has a police chief. Pedro Arredondo. I don't know if he pronounces it that way. Maybe he calls it Pe- Pedro Arredondo. Was suspended on Wednesday after weeks of brewing anger over his department's botched response to the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School. And I've pointed out that they are uh, finger pointing. There's a lot of finger pointing going on. The state authorities are saying, oh, I mean, they put out. Allegedly, according to the mayor, they put out selectively leaked information that made the cops look bad. And I couldn't say for sure. I couldn't say for sure. Arredondo and responding law enforcement agencies have faced fierce criticism over the length of time officers waited in the hallway outside. What's up, Esoteric? Um, Outside adjoining classrooms at the school where an 18-year-old gun male, that's at Salvador, whatever his name is, Hispanic guy, and the victims were located. The gun male fired at officers in the first minutes of the incident. So that did happen. They fired at officers in the first minutes of the incident. With two receiving grazing wounds, according to an upgraded, updated timeline, from the Texas Department of Public Safety. Yet more than 70 minutes would elapse before the gun male was shot and, and killed by officers who stormed the room. Was it, was it a Border Patrol agent? This week, top Texas official in charge of the investigation described the response as an abject failure. But it was a failure all around. We've talked about how they failed by encouraging single mothers, encouraging no-fault divorce, bringing in all these people, being for the uh, debased lack of, you know, the lack of morals. It's ridiculous. I feel like there was something else I wanted to show related to this thing. I don't know if I have it handy. But I thought that it was related to this Uvalde thing. Let's see. Uvalde, Uvalde, Uvalde. Oh yeah, here it is. 
If there's kids in there, we need to go in. Officers in Uvalde were ready with guns, shields, and tools, but not clear orders. This is a June 20th. It's not that new. With shields and armor. Wow. Texas Tribune reviewed law enforcement transcripts and footage that federal and state investigators were examining after the May 24th. Almost a month now. Uh, tragedy. The officers in the hallway of Robb Elementary School wanted to go inside the classrooms, 111 and 112, immediately. One officer's daughter was inside. Another officer had gotten a call from his wife, a teacher, who told him she was bleeding to death. Wow. Two closed doors and a wall stood between them and an 18-year-old with an AR-15, so, supposedly, who had opened fire on children and teachers inside the connected classrooms. A Halligan bar, an axe-like forcible entry tool used by firefighters to get through locked doors, was available. Ballistic shields arriving on the scene. Plenty of firepower. Two rifles, at least. Some officers were itching to move. One was a special agent with the Texas State Department of Public Safety. 20 minutes after the shooting started, he got there. Are there still kids in the classrooms? If there is, we need to go in, the guy said. It is unknown at this time. Y'all don't know if there are kids in there? If there's kids in there, we need to go in there. Whoever's in charge will determine that. Well, there's kids over here, so I'm getting kids out. Going to another classroom, right? I don't know. Maybe you guys were right. (laughs) Maybe you guys were right. Pretty trippy stuff, though. Pretty trippy stuff. What was the 18-year-old doing, like, not working? What was he doing not working? He could have been working for Amazon. Or something. Although, how did he have that good of, you know, didn't he have, like, a Daniel Defense? Isn't that, like, one of the most expensive AR-15s that you can get? Or maybe not one of the most expensive, but multiple thousands of dollars, I think. How do you pay for all that? Asks Noah's Art Kansas. I know, I asked that when I appeared on Hippy Dippy Roundtable, and the dumb British guy, who is all kissing up to this, fe- the one female feminist on the uh, Hippy Dippy Roundtable that I appeared on most recently, was saying, oh, he paid for it with Biden's, uh, Biden's, you know, um, you know, the $600 payments that Biden gave. $600 will not cover it. Or did he give thousands of dollars? <laughs> you know, evil Beyonce came out with this song. Beyonce. Dirty old, I call her a dirty old black female mother singer, mother of however many. Mainstream media was promoting some song that she wrote called uh, Break My Soul. As an anti-work anthem. That's what we need. Encouraging the young people who already have a bad work ethic not to work. Kyle Rittenhouse, Kyle Jack Bauer, John Wick Rittenhouse, he worked. Oh, he used the stimulus on his gun, supposedly. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. But Kyle Jack Bauer, John Wick Rittenhouse, he worked, uh, both volunteered and he worked. Was he a police cadet, too? 
Um, he was a working in a working in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Kyle Jack Bauer, John Wick Rittenhouse. He was a lifeguard, was he not? <laughs> uh, I'm chuckling because there's like conspiracy theories in the chat. Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse is a female. Pay attention. <laughs> uh, poor guy. Um, anyway, she, Beyonce wrote this song or came out with this song, Break My Soul. And I showed, I told you the lyrics in Hake News at the end of our, what was that? Um, two, the upbeat party anthem says, has a male voice singing the lyrics, release your mind, release your job, release the time, release your trade, release the stress, release the love. Forget the rest. What are you talking about? Sounds satanic. Sounds satanic to me. And you know, there's a whole lot of people quitting their jobs right now because they're getting, like, people are getting paid not to work and people are not getting, you know, they've messed up the economy so badly. I don't think it's just the Fed, but yeah, the Fed does bad things. Amazon, even. Amazon flying, getting high on the hog. Or is that, what's, how do you say? They were getting fat. Very fat. On the shutdowns. Because it killed all the rest of the businesses and everybody just ordered the stuff that they needed. Delivery on Amazon and didn't leave their homes. I'm saying everybody, but a lot of people. Amazon made bank during the shutdowns. Right on. Not right on. (laughs) The world's largest retailer employs over a million people. Well, largest retailer outside China. Over a million people in the United States. High turnover rate, though. People say, oh, it's unsafe. Oh, um, they're watching us too closely. I feel watched. You know how when you're doing your doing a job and somebody's like standing over you, watch trying to watch you. Kind of like how the cops feel when they're trying to do their job, being all watched, watched by not sensible people oftentimes too. Sometimes sensible people. But oftentimes not sensible people and misjudged. And some of their lives get thrown away. And severely injured sometimes. It's crazy. But anyway, back to Amazon. Jeff Bezos, at first he, Am- uh, he welcomed Amazon's revolving door. You know, come easy in, easy out. We'll hire you and we'll fire you. Or you'll, get, you'll quit. Um, he said that, this is a really interesting point. Long-term employees lead to mediocrity. That is so true. When you look at a lot of these teachers that get tenure, public school teachers that get tenure, they do whatever they want. Or, you know, the, uh, the union job workers, just lazy, trifling, shameful. He's right about that. I don't like Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is a commie capitalist. He is an enemy of, of America in many ways. He bought this newspaper and made it, uh, he bought this lame, failing newspaper called the Washington Compost 
and changed the motto to be, let's kill America and cast America into darkness. But anyway, they're pretending that Amazon may run out of workers, warehouse employees, by 2024 if things don't change. Well, maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe they need to uh, get better. But the employees have been complainers. They've been trying to unionize. Um, Apple stores have been trying to unionize and all that stuff. You know, commie capitalist Amazon, though, has fought against the unions. So, but it's evil versus evil, you know. Jeff Bezos said he wanted to, he wanted Amazon to become Earth's best employer and Earth's safest place to work. What a creepy guy, huh? Why would he talk like that? What an ego on that guy. He hated his real father, by the way, or he just kind of rejected him. Uh, the world's, the U.S.'s second largest private employer. Who's the, who's the largest if he's the second largest? wonder who that is. Anyway, let me take a call. Rick in Hampton, Virginia, on the line. Rick, how you doing? What's up, James? Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you as well. It's uh, morning here still, but I'll take it. Yes, man. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. Your phone's messed up, man. Can you hear me now? Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm laughing at President Biden getting upset with the oil company. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. He's the one, he's uh, one, he's the one sabotaging, or in part, he's in cahoots with all the people sabotaging the, our oil production, and then he's blaming the oil companies. Right, and, and, and I'm glad they're pushing back on them, too. They I said, wait a minute, hold on, man, you the one took off the mint, you the one shut the pipeline down. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's and true. up here talking about, dude, talking about, what he was saying, he was saying, he said a speech. He was telling the um, gas stations to lower their prices. I mean, they can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he wants the You're, states to get rid of their tax. He wants the feds to get, the federal government to get rid of their tax, at least temporarily. 18 cents a gallon. Oh, that's going to do a lot for us. Yeah. When we're, I, do, I when, we're when we're like, we're a matter of two, three dollars a gallon too high. Maybe even four dollars a gallon. Maybe even close to five dollars a gallon. It's been over seven dollars in some places. When it used to be wow. under, it used to be under two dollars a gallon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, I, I agree with you, man. It's like it's so funny, man. It, um, Biden. Is, I mean, he won't take responsibility for anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I mean he's on um, he, the gas price. The reason why they're high is, is a lot has to do with his policy, right? You know, and uh, I mean, I don't, I don't understand. And, and, and he's blaming everybody, even Putin. And the gas price was going up even before um, Putin the Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah, I know. He's saying, "Oh, it's the Putin price hike." Putin is. Putin, Putin is doing, like, the ruble is doing fine. I don't know if Russia is suffering. Maybe the Russians' people are suffering, but their dollar, where they don't have a dollar, the ruble is doing, is up 35% in 2022. <laughs> wow. Crazy, huh? It's, 
And that, that's not crazy, man. That's insane. Yeah. That is you know, wild. That is yep. And, it's shameful. You know, do you think gas prices gonna go down and be back to normal? Uh, I maybe eventually. But you it's, know, I'm gonna say, James, to be on the same side. I don't think so. It'll go down some because um. I mean, I don't think people lower their prices back down, man. Yeah, we need we need to not be so environmentalists and kissing up to the Indians, American Indians, you know, because we don't want to build the pipeline on Indian land. We being the oh. uh, SJW people, and we don't want it's not good for the environment, and we need to get away from so-called fossil fuels. I heard that that's not even an accurate description of what it is. It's not fossil fuels. It's not an accurate term, I've heard. But I don't know. It's not made out of fossils. Why do they call it fossil fuels? Maybe because they have to dig down to where the fossils are to pump it out. But I've heard that it's basically a renewable and a renewable resource and we have like 600 years worth of, of oil down there underneath the United States of America. Underneath maybe even just one of the states. 600 years worth of, of oil, of, of oil energy. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I've heard. So these people are dishonest. Well, Dubai was doing oil, period? I can't understand you, Rick. Your phone, get your phone out of your mouth. <laughs> Man, can you hear me now? Much better. Sorry for the, I don't understand. Is, is Dubai going to do away with oil, period? Yeah, he does. And, you know, the California government, I think I heard the California government, is it the California government? They're, or maybe it's Biden himself, too. But they're trying to make it so that we can't buy gas cars after a certain year. I mean, once we, uh, in the future, they're going to prevent us from buying any more gas, gasoline cars. Those are my favorite kind. Yeah, you got people that spent a lot of money on these gas. But, you know, you, not only do you use oil for gas, you was oil for a lot of other products. You right. Know? You can't do away with it. Yep. It's ridiculous. You know, anyway. We agree. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Okay, Jay's man. I'll hit you up tomorrow, my brother. Okay. Sounds good. Take care. All right. Um, just reading the chat. Robert in the chat says, Decaying matter produces fuel, yo. <laughs> really? Nice. Who knew? Scientism is why people believe that fossil people say fossil fuels and they believe in scarcity, which we don't have scarcity. I heard that fracking was a good thing too for uh, natural gas, fracking for natural gas, and people were saying, oh, it's so bad. I mean, there's right and wrong ways to do everything, right? People were saying they can light their faucet water on fire or something like that. Oh, yikes. Oil is Earth's self-replenishing lubricant, says Ryan H.U. Hey, I read another Ryan H.U. chat. Did everybody hear that? <laughs> he was all... Anyway. Uh, what's up, Lin Yen Chin? Russian rubles aren't rubble? Nice to see you, man. Oh, methane. I don't know. Decomposing plant and animal matter, you guys say. Hmm. 
seems like Biden is the Russian agent. Yeah. You know, in the, pa- in the last few minutes here, let me just point out this phony J6 stuff again a little bit more. There was this propaganda from, uh, I, f- I don't know when I saw this. It might have been a couple of days ago. Yeah, a couple of days ago. Um, key takeaways from the January 6th. Oh, yeah, this is Tuesday. Tuesday's most gripping testimony came from a former Georgia election worker. <laughs> and I have this picture of this black lady crying. Or acting like she's crying, I guess. I can't see real tears. I can't see real tears through those thick, fake eyelashes. <laughs> oh, Joel Friday loves those big, long acrylic nails. Not! He specifically doesn't love those. I've never encountered a lady <laughs> with, uh, the, anyway, that I, uh, liked with those big, long nails. So it's never come up. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Tuesday's most gripping testimony came from a former Georgia election worker who was personally implicated in a baseless conspiracy theory about voter fraud. And that's that probably that black lady who th- they sent everybody out of the room, and then it looked like she pulled more stuff out from underneath a table. I think that's what it was. I can't be sure, because I haven't looked into it, I don't care. But they're always digging up some sob story to cry racism anytime the blacks pull shenanigans, or in this case, she wasn't maybe not pulling shenanigans, but who knows? Maybe she was pulling shenanigans in a different way, because oftentimes the people crying voter shenanigans were barking up the wrong tree, because, you know, we don't know. It's not, you know, nobody's in, so so few people are an expert, so they can get away with saying, oh, it was the most secure in history. Um, there's this other guy who, there's a couple of phony workers. Arizona's House Speaker said, I did not want to be used as a pawn. In an emotional testimony, Arizona's House Speaker tells tells the January 6th Unselect Committee, you know, January 6th, where the, the Patriots protested election shenanigans. They wanted Trump, they felt that Trump They think that Trump probably, uh, anyway, you know. (laughs) Uh, Participating in a false electors scheme would have been an act of cowardice. Give me a break. Going along with the establishment narrative, when you can see Trump is going down, to me, that's an act of cowardice. But I get it. These people feel intimidated by Trump. And intimidated by the people. Because the people are with Trump. A lot of the people. Or were, anyway. So maybe that's intimidating to him. Maybe he thinks, oh, it would have been coward. I would have been a coward to the righteous people who were angry at the uh, shenanigans. At the suspicious shenanigans. Some guy called it a tragic parody. State officials detailed the frantic pressure campaign to keep Trump in office. Arizona and Georgia state officials, you know. Raffensperger, remember that Brad Raffensperger sleazy guy? I call him a sleazy guy. A rhino Republican? I call him a rhino. Over there in Georgia, along with Brian Kemp, whom Trump 
opposed, but he won. Is he gonna beat? Is Brian Kemp up to up against that same black female again? Let me see. Brian Kemp. Let's see here. Uh oh yeah, I think he's gonna face off against Stacey Abrams again. He says, we're in a fight for the soul of our state. He called on Stacey Abrams, the black female who couldn't accept that she lost. <laughs> and the media loves her, but Trump doesn't accept that he lost, and the media hates him. Huh. That's odd. They hate the white man, but love the f- fat black female, radical female. Stacey Abrams' involvement in the uh, radical defund the police foundation. Wow. Brian Kemp. I appreciate them, though. Give him a chance. Right? Give him a chance. The Marguerite Casey Foundation, Seattle-based grant-making group, called for abolishing law enforcement. And Stacey Abrams, endorsed by Obama and Oprah Winfrey, but still lost. But then she's saying, oh, voter suppression, which is a conspiracy worse than voter fraud. Right? Conspiracy theory. Fake conspiracy theory. Voter suppression. <laughs> anyway, guys, we are past the, to- the t- time for me to go. Uh, you know, I like to end on time now. This has been the Hake Report. Thank you very much. I will plan to see you tomorrow. There are at least two trillion barrels of oil under the United States by estimates, says Brandon M. Wow, two trillion. That is mind-boggling. And Lin Yen Chin says, in case you forgot, giant robots are the thing every innocent inner child wants to see arise in our world. Save the white baby engineers and you save the unborn giant robots. Merry Christmas, Lord Goodhair. That's kind. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. See you tomorrow, hopefully. Take care.